Good morning, good evening, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of the DFS Dreamer podcast on the Fantasy Impact Today Network. We're in week number 17, 17 of 18. It means it's almost over. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, Pierre. I know my wife thinks that the a podcast a podcast break would be nice. I, I think that that's what the sentiment is around the house. I don't know about your house. Yeah, it really didn't affect us much, but um, I think just... Uh... The weekly of the NFL is not bad, so your, your wife's actually kind of lucky. Uh, when you get into the, the NBA, MLB, and that that truly daily stuff, it, it really picks up then. So I, I think your wife should, should maybe just hold back a little bit <laughs> on the podcast <laughs> hate right now. <laughs> I I, uh, I don't know how people, when I was thinking about this the other day, especially in this COVID era that we're in, because in our NFL DraftKings I guess sports takes throughout the week, it changes left and right, left and right. Like Huntley was a really big name last week. I thought he was going to be a DFS darling last week against the Cincinnati Bengals defense. And then all of a sudden, you know, Josh Johnson, is that or Joe Johnson? I don't know. I don't yeah, know which Johnson. Right the first time. Josh Johnson. Yep. Josh Johnson was out there and, and I thought maybe he would do well. I didn't, I wasn't, you know, I'm usually pretty bold in my uh, cheap, quarterback <laughs> bag of tricks, but I wasn't bold enough to pick him up last week. And I wish I would have, cause he did really well, but I was thinking about how NFL uh, NBA DFS has to go through this almost like every single day right now. And I just, I couldn't play the NBA DFS right now, even though I kind of want to, but I, I I'm too scared to, I can't keep up with it all. Well, it's tougher um, for sure. Cause uh, the news breaks all the way up to lock and then pass lock. So you even got to pay attention once the, the lock happens because you got six, six thirty, seven. Uh, so it's a little different versus the the window that you have in the NFL, where it's basically one o'clock or four o'clock starts. Uh, so it's tougher. Uh, I agree on the Josh Johnson. It kind of ruined my whole week personally. I actually, believe it or not, I had a Burrow stack with Andrews when I thought it was going to be Huntley, and I I got off of it uh, when Josh Johnson was ruled in because I didn't think they'd be able to keep it competitive, and they didn't. Uh, but the Bengals decided to just run it up in their face. So I, I missed out there, and it was a pretty frustrating drive uh, down from Indiana driving south because I had the red zone playing on the radio. Oh, it was no. just touchdown after touchdown from Burrow. I'm like, you've got to be kidding me, but <laughs> you live, you learn. Yeah, it, it's 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 a different era right now, and so maybe we'll be able to adjust things back to normal next year. I think that that's what we'll be able to do. At least that's what I hope to do. That is my man Pierre uh, uh, over there on that's speaking in location again, enjoying some incredible weather. He says incredible weather, and he he's really enjoying that from his Indianapolis days of re- being thirty degrees. I think you said now it's like seventy degrees where you are, yeah, Pierre. It's like seventy five down on uh, PCBs. I'll, I'll take it. Uh, we're living life down here. I've been missing out. <laughs> they are. It's it is it is fun to have that seventy degree weather. You can follow him on Twitter at Pee Wee Thirty One. Don't forget to follow me at Loafing It over there on Twitter. Hey, let's get into this. We got fourteen games. Fourteen games on this slate here. We're sitting here talking about weather. We're sitting here talking about we can't. We got we got to get into this. We do. We, we keep this show to a half hour each and every time. <laughs> we shouldn't lie to listeners like that. Okay, well, <laughs> all right, let's start off on the quarterbacks like we always do. Josh Allen at eight K, and we'll take it all the way down to 6,900 and Joe Burrow. Uh, after last week, I got a real big question. What's that? A 41-point week from Joe Burrow, and he's at 6,900. 
What did he do to you, DraftKings, to make you take him <laughs> all the way down from that first first year? Listen, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to take $500 from Russell Wilson. Okay, I'm going to drop Russ Wilson <laughs> down to the $5,700 range, and I'm going to move Joe Burrow up to the, the $7,400 range. I think that that would be more fitting. Why? Why is Joe Burrow? I don't care what you say. There's no reason for Joe Burrow to be out of that 7K range. Yeah, I mean, he jumped a thousand. In fairness, he he jumped a thousand dollars. Uh, after last week, he was 5,900 the week before. Why he was 5,900, I think is the, the bigger question. I think 69 is kind of that range where, you know, you, he's right there where you want to be. He should be around, you know, 7K, like you stated, mid-7K or so. Probably right there where, where Herbert tends to be. But you look at Herbert this week, uh, he's right below him for 100. So they may have priced uh, them down a little bit. It's weird. Uh, but I, I think he's more, he suited more this week than he was last week. That's for sure. We got Josh Allen at 8K, Mahomes at 78, Tom Brady at 76, Coward Murray at 73, Matthew Stafford at 71, and Lamar Jackson at 7K, plus Joe Burrow at 6,900. Which one of these players, which one of these top-notch quarterbacks is going to score the most fantasy points this Sunday? Most points? Give me probably Mahomes. Oh. Uh, I'll go with Mahomes here. Uh, that's pretty close with me between him and Stafford. Uh, I, I still like Stafford quite a bit, but Mahomes going on the road. Uh, we just saw Cincinnati put up big points, obviously, uh, against the rival in the Ravens. I think it's kind of a statement game that folks are making out to be for the Bengals. Uh, I feel like the Chiefs are going to hear that. Uh, the Chiefs defense don't play as well on the road either. Uh, so I think this game could, could stay tighter, stay close, uh, force the, the Chiefs to have to throw the ball to the air. They should be getting Kelsey back. Uh, they had Tyreek back. I uh, heard he was kind of struggling with his endurance a bit, you know, after the battle with COVID himself. But, you know, we week removed from that. So I think I like Mahomes uh, to put up the most points here. They have about the fourth highest team total right now at 27.3. Uh, so giving Mahomes on the road uh, in a statement game for Cincinnati to, to kind of quiet that, that who day nation, I guess you could say. Josh Allen at 8K against the Atlanta Falcons. You look at a game script like that, maybe Buffalo won't have to throw the ball as much, but is Josh Allen kind of bulletproof in this, or is he, he lays some duds out there? He does, but he's still rather safe, I feel. Um, he's got a couple, you know, 12-point games, but I don't see that the, the Falcons defense causing him really any harm at all. 8K, obviously the, the highest on the slate, but they don't, really don't run the ball uh, as much. They, they are starting to run it more. I kind of spoke about Singletary last week, and he got there, but he's still going to have to throw the ball. And, again, he's going to get some of his weapons back as well. Gabe Davis, Colt Beasley already been activated, so he's going to have his full repertoire. So I still like Allen quite a bit. I don't see them slowing him down um, quite a, at all, to be honest with you, with the Falcons. It's been a minute since we've seen, a couple of weeks anyway, since we've seen Tom Brady get a 30-point DraftKings day. But against the New York Jets, that's a really low defense, a really bad defense. We all know Tom Brady is the Jets' daddy. So is he going to be able to get to that 30-point range this week? I think he's going to be, he's going to be close. Um, the reason I don't quite like him that high is he's still lacking his weapons. Like, you saw Antonio Brown get, like, 15 targets. Uh, they lean pretty heavily on the run. I think Ronald Jones got about 20 carries. Uh, Keyshawn Vaughn saw about eight to nine carries themselves. Uh, Gronk only seen like two, three targets, which was shocking. Uh, he just doesn't have the, the guys. He didn't have Godwin, uh, doesn't have Mike Edwins. The, the dump downs, the Fournette, you know, aren't really there. So that kind of limits Brady's upside, I feel, a bit. 
Okay. Kyler Murray, uh, the the Arizona Cardinals are backing their way into the playoffs and against the Dallas Cowboys defense that has just played spectacular and been fantastic here on DraftKings, especially for us and also in fantasy. Kyler Murray's kind of let me down a little bit, but 21 points seems very reasonable for him against a big boom or bust Dallas defense. Yeah, I think it's reasonable. Um, some of the same concerns I have for Brady. You know, he doesn't have DeAndre okay. Hopkins. That's a big, that's a big piece of their puzzle there. And I think that that showed in the game against us, uh, the Colts, uh, when it came to Christmas night, they just really struggled. He got to 21, uh, but they only scored 16 points. Dallas has a pretty good defense as well. Uh, I can see this game maybe turning into a shootout. So the the one thing that maybe can put you on Kyler a bit. Uh, maybe they'll get Rondell Moore back. Uh, perhaps Connor. You know, will help open some things up as well. So I do expect them to have a, a bounce back type of game. Uh, but I am concerned with just is is not having DeAndre Hopkins as a weapon there. I really thought you were going to say Matthew Stafford against these very, very, very uh, <laughs> susceptible to a lot of passing yards and touchdowns. Baltimore Ravens, just like we saw Joe Burrow do last week. I thought you would say Matthew Stafford, but you leaned in a different direction for the highest scorer. Why not Matthew Stafford? I mean, I like him. He's grading out really well. Uh, you just look at his last couple weeks have been a little yeah. concerning. Uh, the Seattle, he only put up 16 and a half. Minnesota, who's really a defense you can attack, he only put up 9.7. Uh, they're starting to lean on the run themselves uh, with Sony Michelle there, which we kind of talked about as well with him kind of breaking out. And I, I feel teams are, are trying to take away the pass or they're trying to take away Cup, which I know you can't take him away. Uh, but defenses are kind of geared towards that. I also think a lot of teams or not teams, a lot of players are going to be on Stafford because of they just saw Burrow and what he did to Baltimore. Mm. Uh, I think that could change a bit when you have a, a Huntley, a Lamar uh, that can actually give the offense in possession. Uh, I think it could be kind of a trap. Uh, I, th- I still think Stafford could be okay. He could be fine. He can get there, but I don't see him being the highest on the slate just because of some of those reasons with a lot of traffic going to him. Plus, I think the Ravens, you know, they may have a little pride and, and try to get their defense to at least stop something. Uh, Yeah, I I like what you said there about Stafford probably being one of the higher owned quarterbacks simply because of what Burrow did last week. So you might want to be a little bit contrarian going a different direction. Lamar Limp Jackson, that's the reports out of Baltimore (laughs) nowadays, is that he has got a severe limp right now on in the Wednesday practice. We're not going anywhere near Lamar Jackson this week if he starts up right No, I'm not. Even more so the Rams, you know, they have a solid defense as well. So I'm I'm just going to. Don't leave that one alone. Okay, and and you did like Joe Burrow a little bit, sixty nine hundred. Uh, that's a lot of points for him, though. Traditionally, he he seems to be I don't know like a sixteen point guy to me in my head. That forty one was an anomaly. That seems like his highest score that he's going to get all year. Yeah, he's not going to get forty one again, but he averages twenty. So I mean, you take twenty for sixty nine hundred for sure. Uh, it's just short of that twenty one that you need. Again, it's a, a big matchup for them against the Chiefs, so he may have to throw the ball. Uh, you can attack the Chiefs usually through the tight end and the running back, so it could be mixing a Uzama type of situation. But I still think he's he's priced for success. I just don't think he can expect the the big number that he put up against the Ravens. All right, Justin Herbert at sixty eight hundred down to Derek Carr. Let's go down to Derek Carr, who's at fifty eight hundred. Pierre, there there are two players, two players in this little tier that I have here that I guarantee, guarantee will hit three times that four times. Five times their value if they need to in this tier. Tell me who they are. Five times their value. Well, okay, all right. You know how I, exa- <laughs> I I exaggerate a little bit. Yeah, hundred uh, times. Taysom Hill. 
Taysom Hill is one of them. He starts, I think, so at six at six K, he's hitting that twenty point mark each and every time whenever he suits up under quarterback, I believe. Well, well maybe not that first game, but <laughs> every time after that. And I know the Carolina Panther defense is what it is, but it it is what it is at this point too. Yeah, I like Taysom quite a bit. He has the the rushing upside, so that's what that's what helps him out quite a bit, I feel. Um, coming off the COVID list, you got to be concerned because, again, mm-hmm. some folks have, you know, endurance or, or things along those lines with those type of issues. But I do like him. Good price. I look for 18 outside that Bucks game. Uh, he's had, you know, 20-plus pretty easily. So Taysom's a pretty good play this week. Okay. That, that is one of them. You have one more to go. One more. Uh, Jalen Hurt. Uh, you knew it was going to be one of my Alabama guys there. <laughs> You're probably tossing going, okay, is he going to say Jalen Antua or just one of the – it is Jalen Hurts. I saw what that did against Washington defense. I don't know if that Washington defense – I know they're, they're going to get some players back this week. They're going to get some players back. But, man, they're punching people. The season seems about lost for them. It seems over. This is an interdivisional game for them. But Jalen Hurts has that rushing upside. He has the passing upside. I wish he had passed the ball. I wish he'd get a couple more touchdowns through the air than just through the rushing. We usually say it the other way around. But but I'll still think at 6,600, he can get to 18 to 20 pretty easy for me. Yeah, I mean, it's just his rushing outside helps. He didn't run the ball much uh, here his last game, but he, he's got – he's pretty safe, uh, I feel, just because his rushing floor. Uh, you look at the situation with Miles Sanders might probably think he's already out, uh, so that could put some more pressure on Jalen as well. So we'll we'll see how it plays out. Uh, Washington's getting to the point where they're not really playing too much, so mm-hmm. that's going to be the the thing, the hiccup there. But Eagles right in the mix, right in the hunt, so uh, I think Hurts can definitely get there for sure. Did you like another one out of this tier here? Uh, did you have a favorite player in this area? Um, it'd probably be uh, Taysom Hill, but the other one I would say I like is going to be Dak Prescott. Um, looking at him, sixty seven hundred. I still feel like that's pretty cheap for for Dak. And you look at you know him coming off a big game against that same Washington football team, uh, 34 points, and his his home road splits kind of jump out to me. And this is a game at home. Uh, he averages 28.3 at home over the last two years when he's played uh, versus 18.2 on the road. So that's about a 10 point difference. Uh, so he's coming in at home right now, looking at you know this year. I think 19.8, uh, the lowest he scored at home all season. Everything else is mid 20s or above. Uh, you'd love that at, you know, 16.7. So I really like Dak Prescott against the Cardinals this week. All right, let's go to uh, from 5,700 all the way down. There's Carson Wentz sitting there, and he has COVID-19 right now. Uh, at least he's in the protocol. Uh, we'll go the rest of the field with this one, and we'll go you versus me or you and me here. We'll just take turns doing this. Uh, yeah. I like Jimmy. I like Jimmy Garoppolo, except for the news that I heard today coming out of San Francisco that he walked off the field at the very beginning of practice. So I guess the thumb injury is not healing up very well. So I'm going to take back my Jimmy G one, and I may go with a <laughs> Trey Lance. I, I may I may say he can run all day long against this Houston defense. Yeah, I like I like Lance quite a bit if he if he gets to start. Um, he didn't need surgery for Garoppolo, so that's uh, something to monitor if he does play. If he doesn't, uh, forty eight hundred for Trey Lance is probably going to be the most popular play on the entire slate mm-hmm. uh, if that does develop. Uh, if not, uh, Garoppolo could be in play, but you would have to worry about the thumb even against the Texans. That's just you look at forty nine ers; they tend to be a, a run first, you know, type of offense, anyways. Uh, so if he's limited, they could really, you know, do it even more so. Whereas Lance has a rushing upside, so he can be a part of that that rushing attack. Uh, so I do like Lance there. 
if I had to pick uh, one from here, I'd probably go with your your Bama boy, uh, Mac Jones, uh, 5,300, going up mm-hmm. against Jacksonville, coming off a really poor outing uh, against the Bills. Patriots have lost two in a row. So they really need to bounce back, and I feel like the Jaguars are a team to do so against. Uh, Damian Harris was kind of the star last week, rushing for three touchdowns. This could definitely turn into a, a Mac Jones uh, type of game where they get him some confidence back leading into the playoffs. Uh, so I'd take Mac Jones at 5,300. Ooh, I sure hope Justin Fields is able to play on Sunday. I'd really like him against the New York Giant team, who's just not putting up a fight anymore, and their offense is just terrible. A lot of three and outs on that Giants offensive side of things, so that'll give plenty of opportunities for any quarterback to put up some DraftKings points. So that's why I like Justin Fields on Sunday at 5,500. What about Nick Foles? He's throwing Who? close to the curb. The <laughs> The actual quarterback that got a win for the Bears. <laughs> I I agree. Any any quarterback for the Bears will be good on Sunday, I believe. I I just see <laughs> yeah. Justin Fields here, and I really like him. I think he can get in the twenties. I think I think uh, that Nick Foles could probably get in the seventeens. All right. Yeah, it's possible. It's definitely possible. Um, you, go ahead. There's not really much else I I like down what? here. What? Uh, what? When are you going to finally give Davis Mills some props, my friend? He's at 5,500. Davis Mills is getting that 15 to 20 range each and every single week. I know you don't like Davis Mills. You don't like Davis Mills on the road. You don't like Davis Mills at home. But Pierre, he's got an 18, 15, 21, the last three games that he's played. And you can go all the way back to week number eight where he got 24. Pierre, this this kid is playing very, very well. And at 5,500, all he has to go, do is get to, to a 16, 17 DraftKings points, and he's been doing that in his sleep. He's been solid. I'll give him that. He's he's played well. Um, he just didn't have the upside to to really win, I feel. And Josh Games, he's he's a good bet. He's going to save you some salary. Uh, he can get you that 18, 15, you know, 18 to 20 point range. Uh, I, I want guys that can, you know, get 20 plus, get – you know, potentially thirty if they have a big game. Those are the those are the slate breakers. You, you want you want some upside with guys that can potentially break the slate. I feel like a, a Trey Lance at forty eight hundred could break the slate more so than Davis Mills because of Trey Lance rushing upside. Plus, he does have you know your George Kittle's, Debo Samuels, Brandon Ayuk. He can throw the ball to. Uh, whereas Mills is kind of just stuck with you know Cooks. You know, we got like Brevin Jordan, Nico Collins. So Come just on. Weapons there. So, I mean, I hear you on Mills. I just, I want the upside. He just doesn't have the upside. I prefer. I'm getting you a Houston Texans jersey. <laughs> and, you know, you, you speak about being a slate breaker. That's what Jared Goff's middle name is. Jared Slate Breaker Goff. <laughs> He's at 5,400. If he plays, he can get there. I, I can't believe that he hits the 20s like he does, but against this, a terrible Seattle team who is already packed the back. They're already on vacation. This one could be one of those games where Jared Goff says, you know what? I remember this Seattle team. I know what they play on defense, and he goes yeah. ahead and gets you that 20, 22 points. It's possible. Um, I'm not sure he's going to play still. Yeah, uh, I don't think he even practice today, and you know, Mister One Point One got ten point five. Yeah, I know. I know. Look out for Tim Boyle, but uh, <laughs> I agree. I don't. I don't mind golf. That that team seems to be really just riding around their coach and playing hard here late, which is good to see given their record. So it's it's definitely possible with golf if he plays. And, and given I do think Seattle's quit, I think Russell Wilson will probably be out of there at the end of the season or during the off season. So uh, definitely a spot where where golf can have a good day. You're not going to hear a lot of people say. <laughs> on this DraftKings slate, that Trevor Lawrence is a very good play on Sunday at 5K. You know why Trevor Lawrence is a good play? 
It's it's not a quarterback. It's the New England Patriot defense. Not at five, not from the quarterback. All right. This is New England Patriot defense coming off of a loss and it's somewhat of an embarrassment against the Buffalo Bills last week for a, a New England Patriot defense anyway. I think that they are gonna chew up the Jacksonville Jaguars and spit them out. No more Robinson back there in the backfield for him. Trevor Lawrence is known is gonna be known for throwing a lot of interceptions in this league, I believe. At least this first year, yeah, especially this is a, this is a rough. Rough spot for him, for sure. Yeah, so uh, you know, doing a Patriot defense is a very important play. Let's jump over to our tight end area right now, Pierre. Let's flex it over here to the tight end area, and we will look at this. Can you believe this? Look at the top five. Look at the top five. Mark Andrews, Travis Kelsey, George Kittle, Darren Waller, and Rob Gronkowski. Darren Waller, of course, is in the COVID protocols now. It broke news. News broke this day. But just looking at those top five. All all DraftKings does is have to copy and paste that from last year, and we're seeing the exact <laughs> same five again. Yeah, um, pretty consistent out of the tight ends. That's why you've seen a lot of these guys, you know, go earlier and redrafts and, and best balls and super flex, all those leagues. These were the guys, and that's because they really just set themselves apart from the rest of the field. Who do you think is going to give us the best value out of that top five out of those out of those players that I've mentioned? Well, you know, I'm I'm always going to lean Kelsey. Uh, like Kelsey a lot. Again, hopefully he's okay coming off the the COVID list. Uh, he didn't play. Like Tyreek got back for the last game. Kelsey didn't get back, so he he may have been impacted a little bit more. But we just saw the the Bengals uh, give up a pretty big day to to Mark Andrews last week. Uh, even though the Ravens didn't do much, Andrews went for eight one twenty five and a touchdown. Uh, you get the same from Kelsey, you'll be you know really happy skipping along. So. They got to take Kelsey for preferably. Uh, Andrews is right there. They're they're pretty close. Uh, then Kittle, I think he has got to wait and see. Like I, I think I prefer him with Garoppolo. Uh, they seem to have a better connection from, you know, just playing in the past. Where as you get yeah. Trey Lance involved, then you're not sure exactly what you're going to get from the the rookie itself. So that's my my hesitation on Kittle. Uh, but I take Kelsey overall. Yeah, I, I can understand that. I like Kittle a lot with Garoppolo there. He's just, uh, for me, he's grading out really well. And Gronkowski, I don't know. They they may be trying to save Gronk for the playoffs or something. Uh, you don't really need him against the Jets, I don't believe. I think that they may go in a little bit of a different direction this Sunday, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I'll let you in on that one here just a little bit. But look at uh, the the rest of the field here. Kyle Pitts, 5,900, and we'll go the rest of the field. We'll see if there's anybody that jumps out at you or jumps out at me. I'll go ahead and go first in this just to give you a second to look at it. And I will say, if I can read my writing. Oh, Gerald Everett. Uh, he, he's been giving you 12-ish every single week right now. He's at 4,100. So that hits right at that 12-point uh, mark. And Detroit is just not that good against tight ends. They're in the top 12 anyway of giving up points to DraftKings players against tight ends. And so I think Gerald Everett against Seattle defense, uh, against the Detroit defense, works out pretty well. He's definitely been more involved like the last five weeks or so. So that's an interesting play. I can, I mean, we talked about Seattle is my only concern. Yeah. They seem to have checked out. So if he's still involved, that's great. Uh, but I'm surprised you you mentioned Kyle Pitts and his price, and you, you didn't give him his props because we've been talking about the, the algorithm and you know his pricing and how he's been overpriced. And last week, six catches, 102 yards, 19.2 points. He finally got there again. So those that have been chasing him have definitely got there. I'm not playing mm-hmm. this week. I just no, that, that's out. why I didn't mention him. I thought I get Buffalo. That he had got there. But speaking of defenses that struggle uh, against the tight ends. Uh, one of those is the Ravens. So I don't mind Tyler Higby 
uh, there at 4K. Saw, what, six targets last week. Uh, really kind of, you know, takes a backseat like the whole team does at the Cooper Cup. But you can see him in a better spot here going up against the Ravens. Uh, really bad against the tight end position. Uh, he's definitely the top guy there, you know, with the guy you mentioned, Everett, you know, now being in Seattle. Uh, he'd be a few weeks now removed from his own, you know, COVID uh, stuff taking place. I, I don't mind him at 4K there going into Baltimore. Hunter Henry's really a touchdown-dependent tight end, it seems like. Uh, but this week against the Jacksonville Jaguars, I think the New England Patriots will be in the, in the red zone quite a bit. And I think that that's where Hunter Henry <laughs> lives. And it seems like every other week he gets a touchdown. And I think that it's a touchdown week for Hunter Henry at 4,200. And on those touchdown weeks, he gets to that 12K for us pretty easy. Yeah, I haven't gotten him right all year, but I hope you're right there. I do expect Matt Jones to play well. Uh, usually when he does, that means that, you know, Henry and probably like Kendrick Bourne tend to be the, the two main beneficiaries. So I don't mind Henry. Uh, I like Zach Ertz at 5,200 mm. uh, going into Dallas. Again, no DeAndre Hopkins there. Uh, he saw 13 and 11 targets himself in back-to-back weeks. Yep. Uh, so you can see, you know, them really try to take advantage of him up the middle. You know, when he was in Philly, he played Dallas earlier this year. You know, have 15.3 in, in one game. So he's capable of getting that three times the value there and seems to be one of the main targets now uh, for Kyler Murray. So Zach Ertz, 5,200, I feel, is in play. I don't mind uh, Cole Komet or Jimmy Graham this week. I just think there'll be a lot of targets. There'll be a lot of touchdowns to go around against mm-hmm. that New York Giant defense. And, and Cole Komet is grading out pretty well each and every week whenever the week is all said and done. So I, I don't mind a Cole Komet or a Jimmy Graham. Back to your bears well and yeah, Graham got in the end zone, so he had a big catch <laughs> right for the for the women. Yep. That was nice. Um Fossil yep. Moreau, uh, I feel is in play against the Coats. Oh yeah. Uh, just watching uh, the Coats all year. They've really just given up points to the tight ends themselves all season. As you mentioned earlier, Waller went on the COVID list, so he's likely gonna be out again. Uh you got thirty eight hundred for Fossil Moreau. He kinda let everybody down, you know, back when he was twenty seven hundred when uh Waller first got hurt. Uh, but he was blocking quite a bit. But these last two weeks, uh, he's starting to run more routes, caught all four targets for 67 against the Broncos, got nine targets in that game against the Browns, caught seven. Uh, again, the coach struggle against the tight ends and giving up points there. And so I like Foster Moreau at 3,800. I don't love this pick, but the Philadelphia Eagles give up the most DraftKings points to tight <laughs> yes. ends, right? I mean, they do. I and the right one. And, well, I'm going to say John Bates and not Ricky Seals-Jones. John, John yeah. Bates seems to be the guy catching the touchdowns. He seems to be the favorite target of Heineke. I, I, I'm going to throw two weeks ago out. You know, when Heineke was injured, Heineke was on COVID. I, I'm going to throw that away, and I'm just going to look at last week. And he caught two or three targets, which I wish, like I said, there was more targets. But that was a weird yeah. game. It was a Dallas game. Everything was just got got disheveled. So I'm going to say that this week he's going to be a little bit more productive. At 2,900, he only has to get us to nine DraftKings points, and I think he could do that. I like Bates, too, so I'm glad that's the one you were you were leaning. You look at the you know, last few weeks, he's been out snapping uh, Ricky Seals-Jones. Yeah, yeah. Uh, week 14, it was 71% to 46. Got a little closer in week 15, 62% to 60. Uh, but look at last week, he jumped right back up 75% in comparison to 45 for Ricky Seals-Jones. How much of that was a blowout? Um, I don't know, but I'll take the discount and go John Bates as well. So I don't mind that pick. Uh, now, I kind of mentioned earlier with the, the Bengals going up against the Chiefs. They can be attacked through the running back and tight ends, so I think that puts CJ Uzama uh, in play at 3,300 there. Uh, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen with Burrow. He's going to put up 41 again, but if he's going to keep the, the Bengals in the game, I think they'll try to take away, you know, Chase Higgins, those guys. Uh, I think Uzama could have a, a sneaky good day 
I don't mind him at 3,300. My last guy, and you have to put some respect on his name, Pierre. Brevet Jordan, uh-huh. you have to put respect <laughs> on his name. He's gotten over nine DraftKings points, uh, three out of the last five weeks for us. He's at 2,800, so it's going to pay off for us at three times the value. Brevin Jordan going against the San Francisco 49ers, who aren't the greatest against tight ends. Uh, I think that he could be able to get there, especially in the game script, where we might see uh, a Trey Lance not be able to be as productive as a Jimmy Garoppolo or something like that. So Brevin Jordan is a, is a target that I think that Mills looks for. Yeah, I don't mind Brevin. Uh, it's snaps aren't where I like him to be, but he's he's on the field, and when he's on the field, he tends to be targeted. So I, I can understand that play, and I, I can see him being in play. Twenty hundred, pretty good price there. All right, let's jump over to wide receivers now that you are finished with these tight end tiers here. All right, wide receivers. Yeah. Of course, we have got the Cooper Cup. Sitting way up on high again at 9,500. Can he do it? What big week in Baltimore, Pierre? And we might see our 10K player that we've been looking for each and every week. Is this a got to play a Cooper Cup week again? He hasn't really paid off that three times the value every single time since you said that. Uh, He's still no matter what for me. I mean, what did he get last week? He didn't pay it off. He got 24.3. Are you okay. not happy with 24.3? No, I, I, I'm happy with 24. I take it. I take it. 24.3, 37.7, 34.3, 29. He's just consistent. Okay. Um, that's why he's no matter what for me. He's he's someone I feel I can trust to, to at least get me 20 plus. Uh, very rarely is he not going to get me 20 plus, I feel. Uh, I, I think he can do that here against the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, he's grading out 3.1 times the value. But he's projected uh, um, with the model I'm using 29.7. Okay. His projection. So if that's the case. You, you got to no matter what people come. So I'm blaming. I'm not going to stop now. All right, let's go. We are no here through the top tier of wide receivers all the way down. Mike Evans has got COVID, so we'll go down to T. Higgins. Since he belongs in this top tier as well, eventually he's going to get there. Uh, Cooper Cup, you <laughs> yeah. said we. Debo Samuel at 8,700. I picked the wrong I picked the wrong diner last week. I thought it was going to be an Iook week, and it was ended up being a Samuel week. He came out with a vengeance last week. He did. It was good to kind of get him back. Uh, he hadn't been healthy. He hadn't had the usage, so they, they definitely got him back involved. I'm going to go no, though. Um, just again, I don't know the, the quarterback situation. I'm kind of just nervous with all the, the 49ers right now. I do think Lance is talented. I just don't know how, how much they're going to you know let him throw and how much he, his rushing upside is going to take away from some of the passing attempts. So I'm going to go no for uh, Debo. Hill or a nope. me or no? No. Uh... Tyreek, I'll say we. Uh, I think there'll be a week or week healthier. Uh, again, I think the, the Chiefs will put up some points here. If I like Mahomes, it's going to have to be usually to Kelsey or, or Tyreek. So I'll go we with Tyreek. Yeah, seventy nine hundred for Stephon Diggs going against the Atlanta Falcons. I know in theory that sounds good, but Stephon Diggs just underachieves for me each and every time I play him in DraftKings. He doesn't quite get to those marks that they always set for the prices. He's got to get to almost twenty four. And Pierre, I, I can't find a time when he got to twenty four this year. Oh, there's one. There's one. He got. Oh, there's two. There's two. Oh, that's it. That's it. Uh, so <laughs> yeah, we are no on Diggs. I'm gonna say no. Uh, he's just he's kind of priced. I feel mostly for his production last year. Uh, where he was really just getting targeted heavily. Uh, that's not the case now. You know, Josh Allen's doing a better job of spreading the ball around, uh, but Diggs Price doesn't really show that. So I'll stick with no. And I, I agree with you. It's really hard to find him getting that value that you need. Jamar Chase at 7,600 against Kansas City. No, he's he's capable, but he's just too boomer bust here lately. So I'm going to okay. go no. 
Keenan Allen. I can't believe the Chargers lost against Houston. I can't. I can't believe that. And Houston had like every offensive lineman hit with COVID before the game. I can't. I, what's going on in this NFL? That was awful. I'm gonna say no here too. Um, I think it'll help him actually that they get you know Mike Williams back because sure. I think that opens things up for him. But I'm still gonna go no. Denver, you know they're still playing for something also, and it's just it's just tough for me with, with Keen Allen because he he gets the receptions, he just doesn't get enough touchdowns. Like for me, he's only got like five I think this year. One of that one of those was like a two touchdown game. So you gotta have touchdowns to have the upside, and I don't think he necessarily has it unless he sees a ton of targets. So I'm gonna go no with Keen Allen. Okay, Antonio Brown is all the way up here at this price range. Is no, he's AJ. not. Oh, AJ Brown. I'm sorry. <laughs> uh, Antonio Brown had a great week last week. No, he AJ did. Brown, seventy two hundred against the Miami Dolphins. Will he be able to get there this week? I'm gonna go Lee. Um, he's the he's the guy here. Um, uh-huh. You look at last week, really slow first half. Second half, Tannehill started targeting, him and they started taking off uh, against the 49ers, who you know have a good defense. I know the Dolphins have a good defense as well, but. You're going to probably see those double-digit targets again. So I do like A.J. Brown. Uh, I think he can definitely get around that 21 or so. He's coming off 34. Uh, it's in Tennessee. So I'm going to go weed for, for A.J. Brown. He's the he's the main guy there now. Yeah, he looks healthy. He looks hot right now. I, the only thing I think with this Miami game, this game is going to be – both teams are going to score under 20. That's the only thing I score, I worry about in this game, in my in my opinion, in my professional opinion. I think that this is going to be a really <laughs> low-scoring game. But A.J. Brown, when he gets hot, man, just look out for that guy. C.D. Lamb at 7,100. Yeah, I think it's a, I think it's a Lamb week. Okay. I'm not sure I'll be able to get him in there, but I like Lamb quite a bit, 7,100. I feel like it's going to be his time to shine this week. The NFL has new protocols, so I'm not sure if Mike Evans will be able to play or not. I'm going to say that Mike Evans has a chance of playing, an outside chance of playing. So let's say Mike Evans does against those Jets at 7K. We or no? If he plays, uh, we. Uh, you got to hope his hamstring holds up. So that's the second part. I know he's on the mm-hmm. COVID list, but he's also had the bang up hamstring. But if he plays, it's pretty much going to be him and Antonio Brown. It's, it's their show, I feel. So I, I say we if he plays. I'm just not sure. If you will or not. The world is waiting for you to tell us whether or not T. Higgins <laughs> will be able to hit it three times the value. T. Higgins is a thorn in your flesh, Pierre. A thorn he in is, your flesh. He is 46.4. And <laughs> I didn't play. I, I had him in at one point and took him out. He must have knew it and he erupted. Uh, so I'm going to say no. Um, again, I, I think the Chiefs defense playing much better. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure this is going to be the shootout that some expected to be, uh, especially again coming off that big. You know, 50 plus point uh, outing that the Bengals had. I think they come back to earth a little bit here in a more competitive game. Some of them don't know. Okay, I can understand that under the reasoning why. Let's go from Jalen Waddle all the way down to uh, Kunos St. Brown. Did I say it right? Is that not even close? <laughs> I'm on. I, I'm on St. Brown. Okay, it just says A St. Brown. So I'm just, you know, I'm in trouble whenever it, I have to remember the first name, and then he's a saint to start with. I, I, I like the guy though. He's he's uh, come out of nowhere, which is always fun to watch somebody be able to do that and then get the accolades that he's been getting over the last couple of weeks. So let's go from Waddle all the way down to St. Brown. I will pick one for you, and okay. you pick one for me. Okay, is that is that all That's right it. to do? Um, yeah. uh, you know what I just realized today too. What's that? There's a Hunter Renfro in in football. Is there a Hunter Renfro in baseball as well? Yeah, 
He's a, he was on the Red Sox. I'm not sure what team he's on now, but he got traded to uh, the he got traded to Milwaukee. That I was doing some baseball work, and he got traded to Milwaukee. And I'm telling you, I was rubbing my eyes. I I, I was, <laughs> I, you know how I get dizzy with names anyway. And I'm sitting there going, Hunter Riff. Wait a minute. No, this is what's the what's the football player's name, Wes? Come on. And then I'm like, the football player's name's Hunter Renfro, Wes, and it's because I'm talking to myself. And I'm going, no, it can't be. You're just confused. You're mixed up. And so I did. I, I, power, power hitter. I think it's a F R O E uh, for the baseball yeah. player. But yeah, I, I don't mind him. I, I used to play him uh, in stats when he was with the the Tampa Rays quite a bit. So I'm familiar. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't I don't like the sixty three hundred dollar price range for Devonta Smith, but I would really like to pick him this week for you. And I, I'll go ahead and, and say I will. Maybe it'll be a two touchdown week for him. Like you said, Jalen Hurts will be in the pocket a little bit more, maybe not wanting to run on that ankle. So I'll go ahead and give you Devonta Smith thinking that he will get right around that 18, 19 point range for sure. Hey, you probably keep him for yourself, but I'm okay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'll stick with Bama, though. I'll go with your guy and give you uh, Jalen Waddle, okay. uh, 6,700. He just seems to be uh, really taking off uh, You know, big 10-catch game, 92 and a touchdown against the Saints. We have a good defense, good secondary with Lattimore. Uh, but you see 9, 10, 11, 12 targets uh, here four straight weeks. Him and two are really clicking. Uh, going against the Titans, 31st, and, you know, against the, the wide receiver position. Uh, still a good price for Waddle, so I like him at 6700 That's my pick for you. Okay, I like your pick for me a little bit better than I liked your pick for you, uh, but I, I, I do. I think that Devonta will be able to get there as well. All right, uh, I want to say Brandon Cooks. You keep having these hesitations, though, coming off of COVID, and I know you don't like Mills. I know you don't like that, so I'm going to force feed you. Brandon Cooks, who each and every single week that he goes out there and plays in a little bit of football game is what the people like to call it. He gets 32. He gets 21. So he's right up there, and this time of year, maybe he'll be able to shine against those San Francisco 49ers who are what what are they like seventh uh, oh, uh, points given up against wide receivers on DraftKings? so i'll give you brandon cooks yeah he's he's getting back to the the target share that he had to start the season uh so that's good to see if that's the case he's he's much safer when he's getting that double digit target it was the the fives the sixes the threes that were a little concerning so double digits if he's healthy i don't mind cook same price uh, I'll say it for you. I'm on Ross St. Brown. Thank you. Uh, see how I take for you there. 6K. Uh, his target stayed up uh, even with Tim Boyle there. He saw 11 targets again, caught nine for 91 in the touchdown. I'm sure he'll come back to earth at some point, but I, I think you're at a point where you just need to keep playing until it happens. Uh, again, you talked about Seattle and how it's possible they've just kind of quit on the season. Uh, if that's the case, you can see uh, a Boyle or a Goff kind of take advantage of that secondary there. Uh, low team total at, at 17, but that's been the case for Detroit the last few weeks, and he's really gone off 24, 15, 23, 26. Uh, so he can definitely give you that upside that I talk about, and at 6K, mm-hmm. I still think he's in a pretty good price range. I like it. I'll take him, and I'll put him on my DraftKings lineup, and thank you very much. Do you see anybody else in that tier that you like? Uh, the other one would be Renfro, Okay, uh, 6,500. Again, he tends mm-hmm. to excel without Waller, and the, the coach struggle against that across the middle. You know, the type of player you saw it early in the season with Lockett. Uh, you saw the cup, uh, those slot type of guys, especially if it's not the tight end, uh, not a Moreau, it's probably going to be Renfro, one of the two. So I don't mind Renfro there at 6,500. Okay. All right. Uh, yeah, kind of. He, he's just let me down the last couple of weeks. He hasn't been there uh, quite quite like I'd like to. Let's go the rest of the field, Pierre. And it's going to be it's going to be just about the same game we had before. <laughs> let's go. 
We'll just go rest the rest of the field, I guess, is what we'll do. Oh, and oh, and oh. I'll get you a little Darnell Mooney action going. 5,500 there. <laughs> uh, I like him at 15 uh, DraftKings points. I think he can get that for you. If, Trey, if Justin Fields is back there, it doesn't matter. I like Justin Fields actually as his quarterback a little bit more. They had a good connection. If, that's, if he is his quarterback, that's who I would choose. Okay. Okay. I don't, I don't mind that at all. Um, I know you keep dogging out Nick Foles. I don't get why, but Mooney's solid. Uh, I'm interested in having Robinson. I'm not going to play him, but you know Allen Robinson's price this week? I, I would imagine it is down to zero, about down to zero. It's 3,800. Wow. That's crazy. Uh, I don't know if he's healthy. I, again, I'm not going to play him, but that's just, that stands I, out. Because I, I remember last year, him and Foles, if it is Foles, had a really good connection. Uh, during that stint with, with foes there. So that's just intriguing to me. Um, I just wanted to bring that up, knowing yeah. you're Bears and getting you I, about Mooney. Well, I, I heard that Allen Robinson is having some really bad conditioning issues after COVID. I don't mm-hmm. know. everybody's Everybody reacts a little bit differently. And I've been I've been saying this all year, though, about Allen Robinson, that he wants out of Chicago. I don't know if this is a reason you know, to justify not playing for the Bears anymore. I don't know. I don't want to read into that too much. I'll take the man at his word and just say that he's having health issues right now because that's what he's saying he's having. But I also know that he's not going to put it all out on the line, put his health out on the line for the Chicago Bear organization. He's not going to do that. So I I would stay away from Allen Robinson personally. That'd be my (laughs) personal take on that. I like Christian Kirk uh, at 5,800. The Dallas Cowboys aren't that great against anybody right now. I mean, they're they're, they're really good defensive-wise. They can get a lot of turnovers. They can get a lot of points off of turnovers and stuff like that. But at the same time, this is the Arizona Cardinals. And Christian Kirk has just been tearing it up at 5,800. I think he can get us there. Yeah, I like Kirk. That's who I was actually going to go with. Um, good target share, like you mentioned. Uh, got 9, 12, 6. That's going to continue to be up there without DeAndre Hopkins. He seems to be the other beneficiary outside of Zach Ertz. Uh, so I don't mind him, that's that's for sure. Uh, I still keep going to the Odell Beckham uh, well. Uh, he saw eight targets there against Minnesota, caught mm-hmm. four for 37 and a touchdown. Not quite where you want him to be. Uh, obviously, Cup's going to get the majority of that, but I don't mind him. At fifty seven hundred in that price range, if the Ravens try to take away, you assume at some point that teams would try to take away Cooper Cup. Maybe they are trying, they just can't. Uh, but if that ever happens, uh, you saw Robert Woods have a couple big games earlier in the year. If that does take place, uh, it could be an Odell Beckham uh, type of game. He should be pretty familiar with the Ravens being in Cleveland uh, for a few years, so we could see if he can come up have one of those vintage type games at fifty seven hundred. Yeah, the, the with OBJ, I played him in the week where he got like one. And it's just and now I'm scared. You know what I mean? Like I'm scared to play him now, and so I don't know what to do. Who do you think out of that New England Patriot wide receiving core? We talked about uh, Mac Jones probably being good play on on Sunday going against the Jacksonville Jaguars. Is it Myers? Is it Aguilar? Is it uh, Bourne? Kenneth Bourne? Is who, who's going to well, be the wide receiver to have there? I'm going to go Bourne. Uh, Myers is always going to probably grade out the best uh, when it comes to projection systems. Uh, so he's probably going to be the one to pop. Uh, but whenever they have a big game, uh, it tends to be Kendrick Bourne. And you can look at their game logs. Uh, you look at Myers, he's got some 11s, you know, 14, 11s, 16s. You go down to Bourne, he's the one that actually has a few 20s. 23, 24, 21. Uh, so he's more the, the upside guy, I feel. Uh, he's also probably going to be, you know, less roster, less owned because uh, Myers is the one that pops up, you know, in the projections. It's a higher uh, value for points per dollar. So, I take Bourne over Myers myself out of that uh, New England wide receiver core. Not really on Aguilar uh, too much. 
The New Orleans Saints are ninth, give up the ninth most points to wide receivers. They play the Carolina Panthers this week. Okay. Uh, uh, DJ Moore, though, I mean, he's getting 11, 12 uh, targets, a bunch of targets, mm-hmm. but it, it, we just not, we're just going to stay away from that. We're, it's Robbie Anderson's season right now. I just, I don't know. It's just tough because the quarterback situation, like you saw Cam in part of that game, you saw Darnold in. It's just, for me, it's tough for quarterbacks for one to get a rhythm, but. I also don't really like either one of those guys. So I know he looked pretty good against New Orleans earlier in the year, uh, but it's not earlier in the year. This game is in New Orleans. After kind of being embarrassed uh, with the Ian Book situation there against the Dolphins, so I expect the Saints to kind of have a bounce back. And I just don't trust uh, the Panthers or and their receivers or quarterback. All right, let me ask you this then about the Baltimore Ravens. Uh, I know, I know they have a different quarterback possibilities there. But last yeah. week, I mean, even even with last week, they were they were somewhat a little bit bulletproof. And mm-hmm. we've got Marquise Brown at fifty nine hundred, Rashard Bateman at forty eight hundred. We're going to throw Sammy Watkins on the bench right now. We're just not even going to talk about him. <laughs> but but there was the other guy too that had a lot of targets last week, just from out of nowhere. James Proche, is that how you say it? Proche? He had eight I think targets. It's Proche. Proch, Proch, he had mm-hmm. eight targets, seven receptions, and 15 DraftKings points. He's only at 3,300. To me, he's a pretty good-looking little uh, dart throw, I guess you can call it. Okay. Yeah, it's, 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 well, one thing you got to keep in mind is who the quarterback was. So uh-huh. You look at Josh Johnson, he's not going to have the rapport that you know a Huntley or Lamar would have, which are Batemans or Marquise Brown. So he's just looking for the open guy. Uh, I feel so. If if he's not starting again, uh, I think you you got to go back to either either Marquise or Rashad Bateman. Is my guess. I just think Proch was kind of a beneficiary uh, for one of the game script, uh, given the fact that the Bengals were blowing him out, but also uh, given it's a quarterback signed off the street who doesn't necessarily have those favorites uh, or that rapport uh, with his wide receiver core that a Huntley okay. or a Lamar would if they're back. Okay. All right. All right. I see that. So are we, um, Brown is good at 5,900 or Bateman at 4,800? Yeah, I'd probably go with Brown. Uh, he has the, I guess, the more boom uh, when it comes to that. Those two, when it comes to Bateman, Bateman seems to catch everything. But I, I go with Brown. He can get by in secondary, especially if it's Lamar. Uh, I think I'd definitely prefer Marquise uh, Hollywood Brown there. All right, we didn't mention any of your Colts. Uh, do we need to this week, or are we just scared about them? And if Carson Wentz doesn't play, you don't have to mention anybody but Jonathan Taylor because they're just going to run the ball. Yeah, it's well, and, I imagine. Yeah, yeah, I'd imagine so too. All right, let's let's hope for Jonathan. Oh, Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup. Oh boy! All right, one of these weeks, man, I'll be able to play a Wesley down there for Arizona as well, going against the <laughs> Dallas Cowboys. He did get like one or two targets last week. I can't wait he for that. Got uh, did he? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I missed I missed the Wesley touchdown. Ah, <laughs> hey, thank you for listening to the DFS Dreamer podcast here. This is Pierre at Wee 31 I am Wes Easley at Loafing It over there on Twitter. Don't forget to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore there. We like to bring you a bunch of DraftKings stuff each and every week. Uh, it's been it's, it's weird through the holidays, but we have kept it up and we have kept it going because we fill out that contest, Pierre. That, that contest has been great. It's been great mm-hmm. to get to see a lot of those same faces, new faces each and every week, in there too uh seems to always be one or two new faces in there and that's really cool to see it is it is i think you didn't you place you placed this week didn't you i, I did i did third and yeah yeah you know where i was fourth yeah Man, I saw. that's, that's kind of where i sit <laughs> right outside the podium you know no medal you know no no star spangled banner playing for me <laughs> it's been it's been tough so uh, it is fun though like a good competition uh, i feel like i'm on the cusp though 
So I'm going to come. I only got a couple weeks to actually make it happen. So maybe I'll go back to back just to ride out to the sunset in style. But we skipped Antonio Brown somehow. Oh, just yeah, so you're yeah. aware. Uh, 6100 when we were giving each other players. Uh, yeah. Maybe it was sabotage for both of us. But play Antonio Brown at 6100. Sorry to go back there. <laughs> no, no, you're absolutely right. He had a great week last week, and he'll have another one this week because he's <laughs> he's the only guy he's looking for. It seems like <laughs> so that 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 is important to point out. So it, that uh, that contest will be linked up to mm-hmm. the the tweet that's over there on my Lofinet page or the Fit Today page or even over their PS page. So we link it up each and every time for that, and I'll I'll make sure everybody gets to know about that over there. Uh, we appreciate you guys so much who's listening, who are listening to this pro- podcast and sharing it and quote tweeting it and all that. It's so much fun to see this this word get spread out there into the community and to have such good results. I think back and forth with all the different people that we have either asking us questions or playing in that contest. So that's really that's really a great thing, Pierre, and I. Appreciate you doing that. And I got I got to plug one more thing, if you don't mind me doing that real quick, Pierre. The, the Baby yeah. Bowl. We got a, Baby Bowl playoffs are about to start, and that's over there of our friends Rob Norton's Twitter handle. Also, the Fit Today, I think I've pinned that one up there as well, where the Baby Bowl playoffs are going to begin, where it's an elimination, a player elimination tournament. Whenever the playoffs begin for the NFL, that's when the Baby Bowl playoffs begin. And it's a lot of fun. That one's a lot of fun. I know you got into the Baby Bowl contest this year, and Baby Bowl playoffs, I hope you take part in that as well. Yeah, I'm in there. I'm already locked in, looking for a little redemption there as well. Um, I started, I felt like I started getting my footing a little late uh, in there. It's tough when you go to that that whole elimination factor. Uh, it's definitely a different type of thinking because you, you're thinking about saving guys and where you should play guys, and then you play them and they have a, a terrible week, and now you can't play them again. So there's a lot of strategy involved and, you know, something I'm kind of learning as I go. But it's definitely been a lot of fun and, again, a lot of heavy hitters in there. So it's yeah. been a good time. Yeah, Heath, Heath Cummings. Heath Cummings got in the contest. That, I saw that. That's, that's a big, big dog, CBS dog. Heath who? Heath Cummings. Well, you know, and I, I think everybody, though, everybody carries a lot of weight uh, in my world. I appreciate everybody so much uh, sharing, showing so much love over to the Fantasy Impact Today Network uh, for myself, for you, for Rob, for J.B. Barry, all those people who have been on here in the past as well. It, it's just great. to The fantasy football community is wonderful. And to be able to do this for the baby bull cause as well, to be able to give to charity and then half of that money goes to charity, half the money goes in back into the player pool for rewards. It's just fun to see that grow each and every time out. So I I appreciate everybody participating in that Baby Bowl playoff. You can check that out again over on my pinned tweet on FI Today with a little underscore or Rob Norton's at Norton0723. You can check it out on his pinned tweet as well. Pierre, defense. (laughs) Defense. All right. Uh, I like the Detroit Lions cheap defense at 2,400. I don't care against Seattle. Just get me six points, baby. Just get me six to eight points and I'll be happy. But I think they could probably do a little bit more than that this week. Yeah, potentially. I think that's probably the, the cheap defense you want to target just because yes. of the turmoil uh, there with, with Seattle and how they've been playing. Or I don't know if I can get any lower than that, though. I don't no. I don't like the, the no. cheap defensive down here in their matchups. No. So. Uh, they'll be the cheapest, and then it's probably going to be up, you know, 28 or higher for me. 28 yeah. or higher. Yeah, I agree with you. I don't see any other ones. <laughs> 
you know, the Texans are in play for me if Jimmy Garoppolo doesn't play. I know what we've talked about with, with mm-hmm. Trey Lance and everything, but still, he's a rookie. He's going to be at home. I understand that. But still, man, it's been a while since he's played. He's had some injury issues. It's possible. The Houston Texans just aren't going anywhere right now. I don't get yeah. it. I don't understand, but they're not going anywhere right now. So I look at them as being a possible potential play for me at 2,600, but I'll probably lean on the Lions more so than anybody else down here in this bottom area. I just I try to avoid playing defenses against the 49ers just because of how much they run the ball. Mm. Like they prefer to run and you know Shanahan, you know, Kyle got the scheme from his dad, so they, they have a good rushing scheme, good offensive line. Uh the the throws that they do make aren't really high risk type of throws. Um for the most part, yeah, Garoppolo can make mistakes. So Lance can as well. Uh, I just I prefer to to try if I can to target teams that are going to air it out that, you know, you can, again, try to get strip sacks and you know, yeah, yeah. get pick six, six, things along those lines. So 49ers are usually a team I, I try to avoid picking a defense against if I can. That's understandable. Now, you said 2,800. I'm going to assume you're not talking about the Giants going against my Bears, that you're talking about the <laughs> Dolphins going against the Titans this week. It's it's the, it's 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 both. Um, I think that's oh, right where huh. you can kind of go. So the the Giants against your Bears, I mean, you don't know who it's going to be, if it's going to be Fields, if it's going to be Foles, but, I mean, you never know what can happen with the Bears. Uh, <laughs> Maggie at the helm. Uh, again, they're, they're kind of banged up themselves with the whole Allen Robinson situation. Uh, you're pretty much just trying to stop David Montgomery for the most part, so I think that's why the Giants can be in play. And then we just saw, you know, the Dolphins here. They've been on a really hot, hot stretch, 25-9, so they're – they're able to, to put up points on the defensive end themselves. Going into Tennessee, uh, you look at A.J. Brown probably being the main uh, weapon you got to take away there. If they can do that with an Xavier Howard or someone like that, uh, then they can definitely turn the ball over with, with Tannehill because they they don't have Tannehill, they don't have uh, Derrick Henry, so they're not able to run the ball like they used to be. And, you know, it's kind of leaning more on Tannehill's shoulders. Uh, so I do think the Dolphins are in play in addition to the Giants against your Bears. Pierre, I want you to go and walk about 10 paces to your left, okay? Go, go, over, or something? go over to the balcony and look outside the balcony and look way off in the distance. And, and you see all that water out there? You see the ocean that you see out there? I want you to go take a long, cool swim out there in the ocean, man. You got to pick against my bears like that. Come on, buddy. We're ready. You've been picking against your bears all year. And I just get upset that I'm doing this. <laughs> All right, up here a little bit further then. Um, I, I don't mind that the Chiefs are one of those teams, and I know Cincinnati, what they did last week, maybe they're in for a letdown spot. I know you say the Chiefs don't play as well on the road, but, man, this Chiefs defense is coming together, and they are so fast. I, I don't know if any team is ready for that kind of speed each week in and out. You know, last year, I was thinking back to the Super Bowl last year. If if they didn't have all those off- offensive line issues, it, mm-hmm. they could have they could have been they could have won the Super Bowl last year. They could have won it. It's possible. I mean, the Bucks were kind of rolling, but um, they, they have. They seem to be warming up. Um, again, I, I just okay. look at the, the road. Uh, you look at what the, the Charger game week 15 was on the road. They only scored three points. Uh, after that, they hadn't been in a row since week 10 against the, the Raiders. They scored seven. Um, they even won that game 41-14, but their, their big games have been at home, 12 uh, against the Steelers, at home against the Raiders, 24, Broncos, 17, Cowboys, 15. Those have all taken place at, at home, and they're on the road here, so that's why I just hesitate uh, to, to pay that 3K for them. Can they still do well for sure? 
Um, that's just my hesitation. I, I kind of follow those trends when I can. Uh, those home road splits uh, tend to mean something for the most part. And defenses just in general tend to, to kind of play better at home, I feel. Yeah, I don't know if I'm going to pay up for any of these teams. I know I like the Patriots at 3,900. Uh, it's just to get to 12, I think they could do it. I, I I don't doubt that they could do it. I think the Buccaneers at 4,300 could get to that price point as well, that 12, 13 price point range against the Jets. The Jets play a little bit better at home. But uh, I, I think that they could possibly get there. I'd really rather take the Buffalo Bills at 3,500 against the Atlanta Falcons. I know Matt Ryan just tends to throw a ball uh, a little bit astray whenever he's outside and <laughs> Whenever the ball's outside and the wind's blowing, I think the Atlanta Falcons, to me, the Buffalo Bills are the better play at 3,500. Yeah, I like all the teams you just mentioned. I think they're all in play. Bucks, Patriots, as you say, the Bills. Yep, the Saints. I mean, they, they didn't play terrible um, against the Dolphins. They still put up six, and that was with booking the offense, just putting them in bad situations that whole game. Uh, that shouldn't be the case here. You know, with Taysom Hill being back, also, again, you got the whole um, Cam and Darnold situation on the other side. So don't mind the Saints. I don't mind your Bears, if that makes you feel any better. At 3,200 against the Giants, uh, they'll probably be facing Glennon or Fromm. I feel like the Bears are going to be in play, and they're actually grading out right now. Uh, best defense per dollar uh, on the slate. And then the Colts are right behind them at 2,900 uh, against the Raiders. Should be getting Darius Leonard back. Uh, I don't mind the Colts there. Their defense is getting really hot. Uh, themselves with Leonard, you know, you got Buckner uh, up front uh, getting a little banged up in the, the secondary with the safeties, but I still like our corners and coats at 2,900 against Carr, you know, who, who can turn over the ball as well. Uh, I don't mind us. Okay. All right. Us. I like the us. I like that. Hey, uh, let's look over at running backs now. Let's get off of these defenses and let's finish this thing up here pretty quick. We got running back situations. To me, the number one DraftKings point Getter of the letter upper uh, on DraftKings as far as defenses go are the New York Jets and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers go in there. Ronald Jones is at 6,300. He's a good play. Keyshawn, like you said, he had a lot of, uh, Vaughn had a lot of touches last week. But can I tell you what it is this week? It is a, it is a Le'Veon Bell revenge week. Yeah, there's a reason why he went to Tampa Bay. He went to Tampa Bay to be able to play the Jets. He saw their upcoming schedule. He said, the New York Jets, I'm coming to Tampa. I'm, well, and it helps that you're the only ones calling, but I'm going to Tampa. You know, and he signed up. He got on the first bus down there. He's at 4,500. I, I I'm not going to play Le'Veon Bell, but I'm going to say <laughs> that if he breaks out this week, it's because it's a, it's a week, man. Yeah, I mean, he, he got like three snaps, so. You never know. Adventure things have happened, but yeah, he, I, I like him better. I like him better. Is it really on... revenge if they pay you millions of dollars to be terrible? <laughs> <laughs> I like him better probably on Yahoo. Will he be? Will he, where he'll be ten bucks? You know, it'll be ten bucks. Ronald Jones, not in the player pool. <laughs> Ronald, Ronald Jones, is he going to be able to hit that thing at sixty three hundred? Yeah, I like Ronald Jones this week. Okay, uh, again, he got 20, 20 attempts. He didn't do too much with him. From a yardage standpoint, so the touchdown really saved his day. But if he can break. He he's got the capability of breaking free. Uh, if he can do that, I can see him kind of getting some upside there at sixty three hundred for sure. Yeah, that was a tough game last week though against Carolina. Carolina's run defense is is mm-hmm. kind of tough. You know, it's just one of those things too, where I they mean. didn't have to worry about the pass receptors, or the receivers at all. All right, so we start off with Jonathan Taylor at nine k. Nine k. How it, over under two hundred. 200 yards he will run against for the Las Vegas against the Las Vegas Raiders. Do you take the over or the under on that? I think the under on that. Uh, <laughs> as it happened, 
Uh, even the sport touchdown game, he only had like uh, 185. Oh, uh, when excuse me. That, so. <laughs> but I do oh. like Taylor quite a bit. Uh, even more so, you know, if, if Wentz, you know, is unable to go, I think they're going to kind of rely on him even more if possible. Um, and the Raiders have struggled against the run themselves. Uh, so I think it's a, a Taylor week also. Um, obviously, I'm hoping it is because we can clinch a playoff spot uh, with a victory. So lock in uh, Jonathan Taylor, him and Cup are the highest price for a reason. Let's flip it around. Let's play we or no, but you are pretending to be me, and I am pretending to be you, Pierre. Let's go from Jonathan Taylor. Well, we already said we. I think both of us will say we, that he'll be able to get to 27. <laughs> he may get okay. to 50 this week. He, he may get to 50 this week. And let's go all the way down to, I guess, David Montgomery, my guy at 6,500. Let's play we or no. You pretend to be me, and I pretend to be you. All right, Montfrias. <laughs> let's go with David <laughs> Montgomery, 6,500. We or no. Uh, <laughs> like I got, I got your crowd. I, I say we. I think David Montgomery against the New York Jets. He saw a lot of targets last week. It doesn't matter who's quarterback for him. Uh, he's still going to get a lot of the workload there against the Giants. And this is David Montgomery's season. He really lit it up last year, this time of year. And I think the Bears are going to lean heavy on him again. So I will give him a we. Okay, I can agree with that. I think it's a pretty good week for him. Uh, go up right above him, sixty-six hundred. Coming off a really big game of 31.3, Damien Harris, 6,600, we or no? I'm going to say that this is a we game again for Damien Harris this week, uh, Wes, because he, I know he's got a hamstring issue, but they're sending him out. He's going to get be well-rested, I believe, going into this game, and it's just going to provide a lot of opportunities for him to get in the end zone. He may not end up with a lot of rushing yards because they may pull him midway through the third quarter, but by that time, he may have two or three touchdowns. So I will say we for Damian Harris. He seems to be getting all the workload there from a running back standpoint for the Patriots. Yeah, I can see that happening as well. I think the, the one hesitation is going to be the, the balance with Stevenson back. Uh, who missed the last game. So we're for Madre Stevenson, see how that goes. But um, I can't discount you there. They're going to skip my Bama boy and Derrick Henry. Go Bama, go Tide, roll Tide. Cordero Patterson, 6,900. We or no? No. Uh, it really looks like that the Atlanta Falcons are limiting his snaps. His snap count has been down over the last couple of weeks. He is not grading out real well this week against the Buffalo Bills either. So I'm going to say no for this one. Yeah, I agree. Again, they're not using him uh, like we, we thought they, they were earlier in the year, so that's definitely a thing. We'll go to the man who needs fed, uh, 7,100, Zeke Elliott. We or no? I'm going to say no because he hasn't gotten there all year. If gotten is a word, he hasn't scored that many points all year long. I don't think that he's gotten the 20. I don't think that he's scored 21 points all year long. And I don't think that he's going to do it again. Tony Pollard is back. So they're kind of splitting it up. Maybe they're saving Zeke for the playoffs. I don't know what they're doing, but I can't see him getting to that 21 price point. Like we like, I'm not real confident in that. I'll say no. I can agree there too. Just that the upside doesn't seem to be there. Big one here. Uh, one that Pierre's missed all season. <laughs> uh, we got 7,500 smoking Joe Mixon. We or no? Well, the analytics that I use here, uh, Joe Mixon is grading out really, really well. Uh, Kansas City gives up the 12th most DraftKings points to running backs. And at 7,500 that he's at this week, I think he could get there. He had 32 last week. He's getting a lot of attempts. He's getting a lot of targets. And those since he's getting those targets this week, they could be playing from behind against Kansas City. I think he could get there. I'll give him a week. 
I think he's going to probably be the X factor uh, myself in this game. So if he does get there, then the Bengals may have a chance. But I think it's going to depend on him uh, to get there for them to see some success. Uh, going down, two more to go. Uh, Alvin Kamara, 7,900, coming off a really, really rough couple games here. Uh, we are no against the Panthers for Alvin Kamara. No, especially if Taysom Hill is back there at quarterback. I just don't think that the workload's going to be there like he would want it to be. Alvin Kamara, he's one time out of the last five weeks is where he's gotten there for us, if, if even then. I don't know. So I'm just going to say no for Alvin Kamara. And this last one, I know you like this guy at home, Pierre. Uh, 8,200, air guitarist himself, Austin Eckler, we or no. Not coming off the COVID. It's it's just not going to happen. Justin Jackson showed that he is capable of being a running back in this league. And I think that they're going to give Justin Jackson a couple of more looks to save Austin Eckler. Maybe for the playoffs, if they make it to the playoffs, they're going to need all hands on deck. I don't know that Austin Eckler at home coming off of COVID can get us to where we want him to be. Yeah, it's tough coming off of the COVID list. I agree there, but they're going to need him. They're going to need everybody. Uh, they're really kind of hanging on uh, to their playoff hopes. And it seems like the Chargers, like every year, <laughs> just seem to somehow collapse. I know Rivers used to get blamed. Uh, you can't blame him now. He's retired. Uh, he moved on even from Indy last year. So uh, well, it'll be interesting to see you know, if they can kind of remove this little curse that they seem to have at the end of seasons. Yeah, it'd be it'd be interesting to see if they'll do it, but I'll have to I'll have to see it to believe it. All right, I picked them last. They, they lost against Houston, man. What is the deal with that? Crazy. All right, let's go in this next little tier here. Let's go with Williams from Denver at sixty four hundred. We'll go all the way down to Swift, who is not on the injury report anymore at six K against the Seattle Seahawks. Good time, good time to let him come off of the injury list. By the way, uh, give me one or two of your favorite plays in this tier, Pierre. Well, you mentioned one. Uh, that's Ronald Jones at uh, 6,300. Do like him. I feel like it's a good good spot for him. Uh, he didn't have a terrible uh, week last week. The touchdown kind of stadium. I feel like they'll have a bigger week this week. Uh, so I like Jones at 6,300. Uh, the other one, if he plays, is probably going to be uh, Eli Mitchell. Uh, kind of mentioned the 49ers in the run game. I feel like they could definitely lean more heavily on the run game if Trey Lance does have to start. Uh, Mitchell got in a limited practice today. So if he's back, in his normal role, I think I like Eli Mitchell there at 6K. So him and Ronald Jones would probably be my two. Uh, Josh Jacobs kind of on the kind of kind of going up there. I think he's a Bama boy too. So uh, at 6200, he's, he's looking at 27 carries uh, last week. Uh, seen a, a few targets here or there uh, the last few weeks as well. So don't mind Jacobs at 6200, but I think Jones um, and then uh, Mitchell, if he plays, are probably my top two in this tier here. Yeah, I, and I you know. I don't want to say Swift. I, I really don't want to say Swift at 6K coming off an injury, but it was a shoulder injury, you know, uh, which is not, I'm not going to say shoulders aren't important to running backs, but at 6K yeah. going against the worst run, de- oh, second worst run defense right below <laughs> their run defense uh, is, is, is he, he can get to that 20 point mark pretty easily. I think he can play three times the value and maybe a lot of people will be scared away from playing him, but man, at this team, Detroit team is not quitting. He wouldn't have came back if they if he they weren't going to give him a little workload. Why would he come back two weeks into the yeah. year if he wasn't planning on getting a lot? You know, well, I'm a lot of people because I'm scared to, to play. <laughs> you look, he hasn't played since week twelve. Yeah, uh, it's my my concern there. So you're looking at the layoff time. Uh, you you do got you know Jamal Williams there, Craig Reynolds. You know, 
getting mixed in a bit. So just doesn't have that potential, you know, workload that he saw earlier. Plus the the long layoff that he had would be the reason I'm kind of scared to playing. But the matchup's perfect. Uh, the the Lions don't seem to be quitting, uh, even though their season's kind of over. So that's a, a good thing as well. I just don't think I can I can pull the trigger myself. I'm just too too scared. I'm chicken. I know. I, I got you. Hey, let's go rest of the field here. I don't mind Gibson this week against Philadelphia. Washington, I don't know if they're going to play for pride. I don't know what they're going to do. I know Gibson's a lot more talented than what uh, this this Washington football team is looking like right now at 5,900. Mm-hmm. I think without any other competition there, he, he's going to see a lot of volume against Philadelphia. And Philadelphia is nowhere near good at stopping the run. I think that they are ninth in DraftKings points let up. So I'll take I'll take Gibson. Yeah, um, Gibson, I mean, you mentioned the yep. Washington football team. It's just a lot up in the air there. Um, a lot of guys in this range I don't mind, uh, one being Tony Michelle. You know, we've mm-hmm. talked about him here, but 5,800 uh, going up against Baltimore. Uh, they have a pretty decent, you know, run defense, but we just saw Mixon, you know, put up 31-plus. You look at Daryl Henderson, one of the IR. Yes, they activated Cam Akers, but I don't see them, you know, really rushing him back uh, from the Achilles injury that he has so i still think this is going to be the michelle backfield uh 5800 i still feels a pretty good price uh 25 point total for the rams here uh so i like michelle at 5800 out of this range at 5400 i love devin singletary devin singletary has been showing up each and every week uh last three weeks 19 16 and 15 DraftKings points. Mm-hmm. And finally, the, the the price is catching up to him a little bit at 5,400. But the Atlanta Falcons are, are eighth in DraftKings points led up to running backs. So I think Devin Singletary is a good play. I'm not scared of Zach Moss anymore. I'm not scared of Matt Breida. This looks like Devin Singletary's backfield. 12 attempts, 22 attempts the last couple of games. So I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah, I like it too. I mentioned it last week as well. There seemed to be the the turning, uh, he was he was the guy. Brita and, and Moss weren't really getting the touches, and you know Singletary's getting rushes plus the catches out of the backfield, which you gotta love. I'm gonna mm-hmm. stay at that 5800 range and go Daryl Williams. Ceh uh, didn't practice, you know, dealing with the shoulder injury. Yeah, uh, he left early in that third quarter with the Steelers. Uh, we've seen Daryl Williams be successful uh, as the lead back in this uh, offense early in the year. Uh, going into Cincinnati again, big total. Uh, for the Chiefs, I don't mind Daryl Williams, 5,800, if CEH is ruled out. Okay. All right. I can understand that. And do we do we have to mention Keyshawn Vaughn? I mean, it said seven attempts for 70 <laughs> yards. It was the big it was the big boom, though, that 55-yarder. I mean, if you that mention got... Le'Veon Bell, you probably got to mention <laughs> Keyshawn Vaughn. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, I, I'm not going to count on the big boom there. I, I just think Le'Veon Bell falls into the end zone one time. I that, that you know Tampa Bay is that kind of team. Uh, they're they're a bunch of veterans, and they want him to get they'll, they'll want him to get a touchdown. I think he'll end up uh, vulturing Ronald Jones at some point. I don't know that I have any other players down here, Pierre, that I really see and that I really like, other than a Gore for Kansas City. I know we talk about Williams, but man, Gore's had those breakout games whenever Ceh hasn't been in there, and he had 12 attempts last week for 43 yards, 13 DraftKings points. It was against Pittsburgh. It was in a blowout, but I think he is still one of those active running backs in that backfield. Yeah, I'm not sure I can do that, but I mean you're right. Uh, especially if Ceh is gone, you you definitely you can't have a backup, and you know something can happen to Williams as well. Hopefully not, but if that's the case, then all of a sudden Gore becomes the top guy in a high-powered offense. Uh, the situation I would monitor is going to be the the Eagles. Uh, Miles mm-hmm. Sanders is always already ruled out. Uh, you have Jordan Howard questionable, didn't practice today. Uh, hopes he's ready for Sunday against Washington. He's 5200, but if not. 
that leaves Boston Scott uh, kind of there with Gainwell. And Boston Scott, uh, 4,900, again, he's shown himself uh, that he can put up some some pretty solid yeah. games when that back goes down. Got 18 against Detroit early in the year, uh, 12, uh, 14.2. You're looking at 4,900, a uh, really cheap price for a running back there. So watch the Howard news. Uh, obviously, I think Gainwell is even questionable as well. Uh, so just pay attention to the Eagles. Uh, that could open up some value here from the running back situation. Yeah, they don't trust Gainwell at all. It doesn't matter if he's there or not. They'll they'll, be, they'll start going to Boston Scott. I'm waiting, Pierre. You you saw Boston Scott. I know you've got a good eyes. I know you see other things there. Right around Boston Scott, I'm waiting, Pierre. That's both there. I know. I, uh, I could not believe it. He just went. He, he thought he was in New England again, apparently. They got the same colors. Uh, so I don't know what was going on. I listened on the radio, and I was just stunned. Like, I almost pulled over. Just put the car in park because Burkett was breaking the sleep. <laughs> yeah, he was. I, 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 I was what one week behind or two weeks you ahead were. of that one or whatever it was. I just saw the targets. I saw the playing time, and he's the only guy there. He's the only guy taking snaps. He's, he's it. It's Rex Burkhead week. Uh, I don't know if it will be that week again uh, against San Francisco on the road. I think turf does help Rex Burkhead out a little bit. Uh, so maybe, maybe that is, I don't know. Rex Burkhead, you can go to the well twice. Maybe you can go to the well twice with him. I, I'm Good not luck. sure. <laughs> <laughs> Good luck. Uh, All Michael right. Bill me- is the only other one. Uh, 5100. Michael Carter. Uh, he's okay. the main guy. I know it's the buck defense. That's scary, but he can catch the ball out of the backfield, but uh, I wouldn't mind him at 5100. So lineup building time. Yes. All right. Who are we starting with Wes? Who, who are we starting with, Wes? I guess we'll start with the guy that you mentioned to start the show, which was seemed like forever ago. I know it's only been a half hour ago, but I, I don't I don't remember, Pierre. Mahomes. No matter what. Come on. Oh, Cooper Cup. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, okay. I, <laughs> I went the quarterbacks. Cooper Cup, no matter That's what. Right. Cooper Cup, no matter what. 9,500, I'm paying up for him. Uh, paying up for Jonathan Taylor as well. Uh, give yes. me the, the top two guys. I just feel like it's their week to, to kind of shine there. Uh, to say I'm going to punt, I'm going to hope that uh, Garoppolo misses. I'm going to run with Trey Lance, uh, 4,800, going up against the Texans. Uh, save some money. I'm not going to stack him up because his, his stacking options are, are kind of expensive. You're going to uh, so play Trey Lance naked? Naked Trey Lance. You got it. Uh, 4,800. Uh, worth the, the, the shot in the dark, I feel, uh, with the, the rushing upside that he has. Uh, want the bugs. Give me Antonio Brown. Still feel like he's the, the main weapon there. Uh, do pay attention to the Mike Evans news, obviously, but 6100 still too cheap uh, for AB. Uh, let's go down to er, tight end. I'm going to play your guy because I was on him too. Uh, that's Mr. John Bates, uh, okay. 2900 uh, going up against the Eagles. Again, they've really struggled against a tight end position. His snaps have been up over Ricky Sills-Jones. Got to bring back. I, I feel like uh, you know Boston Scott could be in play, so give me Boston Scott, uh, 4900 it's kind of a correlation play there with Bates. Give me, I'm going to go with another one of your guys, uh, Braxton Berrios. Oh. 3,700. Uh, seeing his snaps go up, he, he kind of got lucky with the kickoff return. Uh, but I do like him. Again, the, the Bucks themselves had a couple guys in the secondary with, uh, I think, Bunting and Dean uh, going on the COVID list. So they may not be cleared to play. Uh, I feel like the, the Jets are going to be behind, going to be forced to throw. So give me Barrios at 3,700. Give me Amon Ross St. Brown. Let's see if they can keep that train rolling with him at 6K. Leaves me 3,100 for a defense. You can go Titans, Chargers, or Chiefs that you like. I'm going to go with my coats 
2,900 uh, going up against Carr there. So Trey Lance, Boston Scott, Jonathan Taylor, Braxton Berrios, Antonio Brown, Cooper Cup, John Bates. I'm on Rock St. Brown, Coach D. All right. I am going to answer that one with 55 somethings. I don't know what that is. Uh, coins, DraftKings coins. It better not be Browns. dollars. Browns? Browns. Okay, I got I got 55 enter 55 DK something. So I don't even know what that is. All right, Pierre. Good job. Thank you for making time for me. Thank you for making time for all the listeners. We really do appreciate it as you are taking a couple of weeks away from normalcy and getting into an area of the world in which you have fallen in love with. Thank you so much, buddy, for making that time. At Peewee31 over there on Twitter. Don't forget to follow me at Loafinit. And remember to follow the show at FI Today with a little underscore. Look for that pinned tweet on my FI Today with a little underscore Twitter handle so you can join that Baby Bowl Playoff Edition as well. We're really making a big push. We want to give it over to 100. I want to get it over 200, but you know how I like to shoot for the stars and end up hitting a moon. No, hit shooting for the moon and end up hitting a star. You know how I like to do that. And we appreciate everybody this year, all your support and everything that you've done for us this year. Make sure you quote tweet this, retweet this, like this, uh, tweet that, and whenever it goes out, we really do appreciate it. Share it with your friends as well. And more than importantly than all those things, we always want to encourage you to find a way to make a positive impact in somebody's life today.